Hello, this is Jerry Hendricks. And Adrian Hendricks from Save One More Now Incorporated, where our focus is to lovingly confront all activities that dishonor human life created in the image of God. There is no greater dishonor to God and to human life than to reject His eternal salvation only available through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us. Today's message title is The Sermon on the Mount. Our focus would be on chapters 5, 6, and 7 in the book of Matthew, also known as the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, verses 1 and 2 is the reason it is known as the Sermon on the Mount. Seeing the multitudes, Jesus went up onto the mountain. When he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and taught them. These words of our Lord are said to comprise the most famous sermon Jesus ever gave, and perhaps the most famous sermon ever given by anyone. According to GodQuestions.org, if we were to summarize this sermon in a single sentence, it would go something like this. How to live a life that is dedicated and pleasing to God, free from hypocrisy, full of love and grace, full of wisdom and discernment. Bible teacher F.B. Mayer says, There are many doors into the life of blessedness. It does not depend on outward possessions, such as worldly goods or high birth, meaning born of nobility, aristocratic. There is no soul of man, however illiterate, lonely or poor, that may not step suddenly into this life of beatitude and begin to drink of the river that makes glad the city of God. Our Lord lived this life before he described it. He has opened the doors for us. If you cannot enter by the gate of purity, can you not come in by that which is reserved for those who hunger and thirst? Verses 3 through 11 of Matthew chapter 5 are referred to as the Beatitudes. The word Beatitude is from the Latin word Beatitudo. David is said to pronounce the Beatitude of the man whose transgressions are forgiven. The word blessed means to be happy, to extol, to be prosperous in worldly affairs, enjoying spiritual happiness and the favor of God, enjoying heavenly felicity. Felicity is happiness and contentment. We continue at Matthew 5, starting at verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people reproach you, persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Mayer further states regarding verse 12, We must expect to be persecuted if we hold up the pure light of a consistent life amid the evils of the world. Men hate the light which exposes their misdeeds. They will tolerate you only so long as you leave them alone. But the universal testimony of those who have suffered thus is that the Son of Man walks through the furnace beside his faithful martyrs. Our holy lives ought to act as salt to arrest the corruption around us. 
It is said that the presence of a child has arrested, slowed, or stopped many a crime. A sudden silence should fall on certain kinds of conversation when we enter the room, but it is very easy to lose our saltness as did Lot in Sodom and the seven churches of Asia. Our lives ought to serve also as light. The spirit of man is a candle. We need to be kindled by the nature of God. Men light candles and God will light you. Let us burn and shine as John the Baptist did at John chapter 5 verse 35 where Jesus said he was the burning and shining lamp and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. For the remainder of this sermon, Jesus gave specific instructions on how we are to live. In chapter 5 verses 13 through 16, how to be salt and light. Verses 17 through 20, how to handle the law. Verses 21 through 26, how to deal with anger. Verses 27 through 30, how to handle lust. Verses 31 and 32, how to properly see divorce. Verses 33 through 37, how to deal with oaths. Verses 38 through 42, how to handle retaliation. And verses 43 through 48, how to love our enemies. Chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, tells us how to give to the needy. Verses 5 through 15 tells us how to pray. Verses 16 through 18 tell us how to fast. Verses 19 through 24 tells us how to lay up treasures in heaven. Verses 25 through 34 tells us how to reject anxiety. In chapter 7, verses 1 through 6, how to rightly judge others. Verses 7 through 11, how our needs will be met. Verses 12 through 14, how to treat others. Verses 15 through 20, how to know a tree and its fruit. Verses 21 through 23, how to keep from hearing Jesus say, I never knew you. And verses 24 through 29, how to build our houses upon the rock. How to be salt and light. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its flavor, with what will it be salted? It is then good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the feet of men. You are the light of the world. A city located on a hill can't be hidden. Neither do you light a lamp and put it under a measuring basket, but on a stand and it shines to all who are in the house. Even so, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. How to handle the law. Don't think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I didn't come to destroy but to fulfill. For most certainly, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not even one smallest letter or one tiny pen stroke shall in any way pass away from the law until all things are accomplished. Whoever, therefore, shall break one of these least commandments and teach others to do so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever shall do and teach them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, there is no way you will enter into the kingdom of heaven. How to deal with anger. 
You have heard it was said to the ancient ones, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I tell you that everyone who is angry with his brother without a cause will be in danger of the judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Rekha, will be in danger of the council, and whoever says you fool will be in danger of the fire of Gehenna. If therefore you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there before the altar, and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are with him on the way, lest perhaps the prosecutor deliver you to the judge and the judge deliver you to the officer and you be cast into prison. Most certainly I tell you, you shall by no means get out of there until you have paid the last penny. How to handle lust. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery, but I tell you that everyone who gazes at a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out and throw it away from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members should perish than for your whole body to be cast into Gehenna. If your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members should perish than for your whole body to be cast into Gehenna. How to properly see the voice. It was also said, whoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorce. But I tell you that whoever puts away his wife except for the cause of sexual immorality makes her an adulteress, and whoever marries her when she is put away commits adultery. How to deal with oaths. Again, you have heard that it was said to the ancient ones, you shall not make false vows, but shall perform to the Lord your vows. But I tell you, don't swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is the throne of God, nor by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shall you swear by your head, for you can't make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Whatever is more than these is of the evil one. How to Handle Retaliation you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, don't resist him who is evil. But whoever strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. If anyone sues you to take away your coat, let him have your cloak also. Whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you and don't turn away him who desires to borrow from you. How to love your enemies. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who mistreat you and persecute you that you may be children of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same? If you only greet your friends, what more do you do than others? Don't even the tax collectors do the same? Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Chapter 6 How to Give to the Needy 
Be careful that you don't do your charitable giving before men to be seen by them, or else you have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Therefore, when you do merciful deeds, don't sound a trumpet before yourself, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may get glory from men. Most certainly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you do merciful deeds, don't let your left hand know what your right hand does, so that your merciful deeds may be in secret. Then your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. How to Pray When you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Most certainly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your inner room, and having shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. In praying, don't use vain repetitions as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their much speaking. Therefore, don't be like them, for your Father knows what things you need before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done, as in heaven, so on earth. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. Bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. How to Fast Moreover, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites with sad faces, for they disfigure their faces that they may be seen by men to be fasting. Most certainly I tell you, they have received their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you are not seen by men to be fasting, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. How to lay up treasures in heaven. Don't lay up treasures for yourselves on the earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves don't break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and mammon. How to deal with anxiety. Therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious for your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor yet for your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? See the birds of the sky, that they don't sow, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you of much more value than they? Which of you, by being anxious, can add one moment to his lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't toil, neither do they spin. Yet I tell you that even Solomon in all his glory was not dressed like one of these. 
But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today exists and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, won't he much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore don't be anxious, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? Or with what will we be clothed? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore don't be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Each day's own evil is sufficient. Chapter 7, How to Rightly Judge Others Don't judge so that you won't be judged. For with whatever judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with whatever measure you measure, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but don't consider the beam that is in your own eye? Or how will you tell your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and behold, the beam is in your own eye? You hypocrite! First remove the beam out of your own eye, and then you can see clearly to remove the speck out of your brother's eye. Don't give that which is holy to the dogs, neither throw your pearls before the pigs, lest perhaps they trample them under their feet, and turn and tear you to pieces. How your needs will be met. Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. To him who knocks, it will be opened. Or who is there among you? Who, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, who will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? How to treat others. Therefore, whatever you desire for men to do to you, you shall also do to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter in by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many are those who enter in by it. How narrow is the gate and restricted is the way that leads to life. Few are those who find it. How to know a tree and its fruit. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravening wolves. By their fruits you will know them. Do you gather grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree produces good fruit, but the corrupt tree produces evil fruit. A good tree can't produce evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't grow good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. How to keep from hearing Jesus say, I never knew you. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will tell me in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? In your name we cast out demons, and in your name do many mighty works? Then I will tell them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who work iniquity. How to build your house on the rock. Everyone, therefore, who hears these words of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it didn't fall, for it was founded on the rock. 
Everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the multitudes were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them with authority and not like the scribes. We at Save One More Now Incorporated encourage all listeners to seek the Lord for his calling on your life. If you are faithful to spend time with him throughout the day, you will come to know without a doubt that he really loves you and he has a purpose for your being here. We can be reached by email at truelife at saveonemorenow.org or our telephone number in the United States, 850-727-0493. We look forward to joining you next week and ask you to remember, Life is good. God gives life. God is good.